Do you hate your job? Of course you do. So do Liz and Noah. Now it's time to join their conversation so you can figure out how to quit your soul-crushing job. Welcome to another episode of When Can I Quit My Job? I'm Noah, and I'm joined by my lovely wife, Liz. Aww. Hi. Hi, Liz. Hi. <laughs> how are you today? Great. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, we got Great. some you got some good news yesterday. You yeah. want to share? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, sure. Um so through Arbon um my group so this isn't something that like every buddy who's a consultant gets like so what I'm talking about cuz um it's not like part of the national group but like individual groups of people like your uplines and stuff they'll they may offer um like personal development and like growth opportunity things that are separate from like the national like things they do right you can offer it to your own downline right kind of thing. totally yeah because it's your own business you can decide to like foster that however you want and so yeah. my upline is offering and so upline means like people above her right who's sponsored yeah those 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 terms trigger me a little bit like upline downline i know and, like above you and stuff like that those are those are what you have to get used to um cringe about like pyramid scheme type yeah stuff, it's don't even say it's not even that i but, know it's yeah, not I know. but that's what a lot of people think i know it's unfortunate yeah but anyway, so I have a wonderful upline, um, I will say. So I'm getting more comfortable yeah, well, with that. Two of them specifically you have a pretty good relationship with. Yes. Yeah. And so there, like, I think it's just one more step up is um, a gal who she lives in Tennessee. So we're in Indiana and she, I guess, has this like beautiful house and she's doing something called Leadership on the Lake. Um, and so I don't even know how many people are attending but anyway you had to like hit a certain amount of volume of sales and sponsorship um to qualify to go to this and i found out yesterday that i qualify so super excited so you get like your first most expenses paid business trip Trip, kind of thing like it's kind of like a pep rally right i assume yeah i think it's like a lot of like skill development growth yeah it's like they're i mean it's a very growth oriented yeah enterprise so yeah um yeah yeah, i think it's like in fostering like um like networking within the business other people with other people who are consultants yeah and then i mean it's great because i get to learn from like the successful people yeah so like which is what i feel like my direct upline it's i mean it's great because i signed up with somebody who has been successfully doing this full time doing exactly what you want to do right and then her direct person so i mean so you've got two physical actual models of right. exactly what you want to do yeah you can consult at any time you want yes so like the people who i've signed up like you know i am not at that point 
<laughs> so right. they don't really get that for me. Like, I just feel very fortunate that I was able to connect with someone so directly. And like, yeah. I'm sure I'm guessing they'll, they'll both be there. And then I'll have like even more people that I'll be meeting who, yeah, are doing what I want to do. And I want to be right. around those people and learn from them Yeah, and be inspired by them. So, so going back to like the, the lingo of like upline downline, could you, I could envision like you could, you could think of your upline as kind of like manager, like a hierarchy, like any business, uh, like managers and then district managers and then that kind of thing, except they can't really tell you what to do. Right. They can't fire you. Right. And you can eventually out earn them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, I could, I mean, yeah, but that potential is there for sure. So. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And like the, if everything worked exactly how it was supposed to work and everybody worked the business equally, then the people at the top would make the most money and the people at the bottom would make the least. But that's not how it works because it depends on effort. Right. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So that adds a whole new part to our story. Yeah. And well, so I was thinking about this podcast in general, like what we're here to do and everything like that. And I had some new thoughts about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think what I'd like to do, ideally, this is what I'm thinking, and it's just, I just thought of this this week, but we, so we've got like our story that we're telling, we've left up every single episode we've ever made, so you can go back to the very beginning and listen to it, but so this is kind of like a chronicle of our journey from starting our business to when we've achieved financial freedom. And I feel like after we've done that, maybe our journey with this show is done, but we could do like a sequel show. So we could leave it as a completed thing. Like, hmm. because when we started this, we had like zero, like maybe a hundred or $200 cash flow, if you want to call it that from the land business. But right, yeah. on average, we were spending more money than we were making in the business. Right. We both had full-time jobs. And so... Uh, it's kind of been our journey from then till now. We're really close. I'm like, I could probably quit my side pizza job, but um, now we've added a new little wrinkle with your Arbon side business. So we've got the c combination of both the land business and Arbon to more or less replace our monthly expenditures. And so that's kind of the story we're telling. But so I was thinking we could do up until we both quit our jobs and to the point where we don't think we'll ever have to have jobs again if we don't want to. Right. And then if we want, then, we can yeah. we can chronicle our next journey, which would be from financial independence to maybe becoming millionaires. Okay. Like, so when can I, when will we be millionaires or something <laughs> like that? You know, like... <laughs> So let's play who wants yeah. <laughs> to be a millionaire. <laughs> so we can leave this podcast when we're done, leave all the episodes up and it'll be basically a chronicle of a blueprint, a blueprint, not the blueprint, but a blueprint for our blueprint, our blueprint for creating enough cash flow to become financially independent. Cause yeah. I think that's the whole point of the show anyway. Yeah. I mean, we could keep when going my job. Right. Exactly. So what do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least it's something because that's, I mean, I think you're bringing this up because you feel the momentum that we've been having, which means yeah. when we both achieve that, it's like, oh, yeah, 
what does that mean for the podcast? So right. um, naturally, it'll be it'll be good to think about the future of the podcast. Yeah, um, I've recently been thinking about going back and listening to all of our podcasts all over again. Just to hear oh. like where we were, especially when we did our quarterly reviews and we did yeah. like the numbers and things like that. Because I think those are important like landmarks. They are. Along the way. And, and they was, might trigger us to like do other episodes too. That's true. So. That's true. Get us some more content for a little while. Right. And so there's, there's several stories to tell in this journey that we're taking. And so today I want to focus on one aspect of it, which are the numbers. Which I know okay. we do that yeah, kind of frequently so on here. Yeah. But I think that's important to keep putting a nail in it every once in a while. Um, so, but the, I was also thinking we could also do episodes about the other. So there's different ways to tell the story of our journey from working for ourselves to financial independence. One of them is numbers. One of them is like what we've gained from doing all this, which could be connections with people could be like trips we've taken could be like stuff we've bought those kinds of things and then there could be like our day-to-day how our lives have changed i mean for me like i don't have to show up to my job at 7 30 in the morning and wake up at five yeah. o'clock in the morning anymore those kinds of things right so i was just thinking about that those are different ways we could chronicle our journey and i think we've been doing that um, along the way, but maybe not quite so um, intentional about the focus of those like yeah. three aspects. Right. But getting back to what I want to talk to you today. So I'm going to do numbers. Yeah. And I'm going to make you guess some of these because oh, I know how much no. you love doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so Dang it. I, I won't make you guess let's all. Play of them, make Lizzie guess. <laughs> So I'm going to start with the land business. A lot of these numbers are actually uh, part of our IBC accounts, um, which if you don't know, listen to any of our IBC episodes. That's called the infinite banking concept, which basically means one of my jobs now is being a banker for our family. So I've only got one client so far (laughs) and it's me and how well my business, my banking business goes depends on how good of a customer I am. So, um, but that'll be a part of the description here. Um, so yeah, we're starting with the land business though. So, um, since we began, uh, I I broke this down too, because now we work with uh, a partner and we have since uh, November. Um, so we're, we haven't haven't even been a year yet so i kind of broke some of these down into like stuff that we did by ourselves before that and since we've become partners uh with another person so um the total number of lots that i bought pieces of land parcels properties uh that we bought by ourselves before we partnered up with someone was 30. okay yes okay and that's since november of 2017 when we first started sending out letters um do you want to take a guess at how much those 30 properties cost us just the land not i'm not talking about like taxes or any of that uh, kind of stuff all together yes Hundred fifty thousand. no no we didn't pay five thousand dollars a piece for them oh you're right <laughs> i was thinking how much we're selling them for. Um, yeah. We'll get to that later. Um, 
Okay, how about f- 15,000? 50? 15. 15? Okay. It's between those numbers. <laughs> it's We paid 37747 So a little over $1,200 oh, okay. a piece. Okay. Yes. I was trying so, to shoot for under a thousand a piece. So yeah. Yeah. yeah all right, well, but I mean, obviously our average is 1200 So anyway. that was pretty much our target the whole time was try to buy around 1000 and sell around yeah. 4000 That's kind of been our, our butter zone, which we're trying to expand out of. Um, that's a, not an easy transition because you might have to learn a new county or anyway. Um, so that was basically more or less, we might have bought one property for ourselves uh, since we joined up with someone. But other than that, for the most part, that 30 was from November of 2017 to November of 2019. So that was two years we bought 30 properties. And in the subsequent 10 months with my partner's name is Ben, uh, with Ben, do you want to guess how many properties we bought with him? I think I 32. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I told you that yesterday. You told me. Yeah. Not a guess. Yeah. So <laughs> we bought 32. So the first two years we bought 30. And since we partnered up with someone in, uh, what is that? Nine, almost 10 months. Uh, we bought 32 and those cost us a total of $42,050. And so mostly he paid that. I, I might've fronted the money for one or two pieces of property, but that, that $42,000 is almost exclusively my partner's money. Um, which is what we needed at the time, which is why we got a partner is cause we had a bunch of land, but not much money at the point because, cause we had taxes coming up and I didn't know how much taxes were going to be. Cause we're, that was our like 2019 was our first year we made some money with our business and so i was scared our taxes were going to be five thousand dollars or more so i had to leave that amount of money in our ibc accounts so we could pay taxes yeah <laughs> so that's why we partnered with ben and so since then he put up forty-two thousand. he probably put up forty thousand of that um and we recouped a lot of that and we'll get into that here in a minute but so that was really important. So the way Ben and I's partnership work is he buys the land. Uh, I find the land. I do all the legwork for the most part. He fronts the money. Uh, then when I sell it, he gets his money back first. So if I sell it on terms, all the money goes back to him until he recoups his money. And then after that, it's 50-50. So basically, he's buying the land. I'm getting half the profit. I'm kind of doing more of the legwork. Um, he does some of the legwork too, because he's from the he had he was in the land business previously, and so he like has his own website and he drives traffic and stuff like that. He tries to generate leads, so he does more than most financial partners would, yeah. which I like. Yes. So in total, since November of 2019, we've bought 62 properties for just a couple hundred dollars under eighty thousand dollars. Wait, November 2017, not 2019. Oh, 2017, right? Correct. So, um, so in less than three years, bought 62 properties for about $80,000. Um, and we started, so we network with other land investors and wholesaling has become both buying and selling. So I'm not a wholesaler. I'm not a middleman in that way, but sometimes we'll buy property wholesale from another land investor, or sometimes we'll sell it wholesale to another investor. 
Um, and basically what that means is we're buying it. Uh, if I buy a piece of land for $1,000, I would sell it to another land investor for $2,000 so he can sell it for four. Or on the other side of that, purchasing, he would do this. He would buy it for $1,000, he'd sell it to me for two, and I'd sell it for four. So we do both of those. And actually, so of the 62 lots we bought, do you have any idea how many you think of those were wholesale that we bought? So 10? 30. Almost half wow, of no. the properties we bought were from other land investors. And the 62 properties we bought total approximately 236 acres, which okay. I thought I just did that yeah. one for fun. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> and so of the 62 that we've bought, we have sold and now, well, we've sold 50. So, and that was almost exclusively last year and this year. Um, and we've sold those. So we bought all of them for 80,000. Do you want to take a guess at how much we sold those 50 for? Just the 50 we've sold. We still have 12 more to sell. You want to take a stab at how much you think we sold those for? And this is including contracts that aren't paid out yet. So we haven't received all of this money yet. Right. I know. Uh, 120,000. $186,998. Okay. And 31 cents. Ah. Yes. So bought 62 for 80 and sold 50 of those 62 for $187,000 more or less. So we sold 24 of them for cash. And that was for $67,044.96. So just over $67,000. I'm going to stop doing the cents and I'm just going to give you the round numbers, I think. Okay. Sounds good. So we sold 24 of those 50 for cash for $67,000. So we bought all 62 for 80,000 and we sold 24 of those for 67,000. Wow. Nice. And then we sold 26 on terms for about $120,000. And we still have 12 properties left (laughs) for like, I don't even, I should have estimated that. Uh, It's probably at least $50,000 that we still have to sell we sold uh three three of them we sold on wholesale and those are always cash we don't we don't offer terms for wholesale selling wholesale Uh, so our total income since we started is a little over one hundred and six thousand dollars and the total amount we spent in that same almost three years is about one hundred thirteen thousand dollars which means we spent a little more then we have made, but we're almost at the break-even point, uh, and we still have, well, that's the next thing on here. So we have 26 parcels in contract right now, and my our portion of what those contracts equal is uh, $65,500. So we've almost gotten everything we've got, we put in back. We're within like $6,000 of that. And we still have $65,000 remaining on contracts, and we still have a lot of unsold land. So the total cash flow from all of our properties right now is $4,629. And our portion of that... Per month. Per month, right. Yeah, so every month we expect to get $4,629 from people who are purchasing land from us under a contract. And the 
portion of that that is ours right now is $3,108.50. Um, thought you were just using whole numbers for me, man. Uh, no, on most, okay. Well, those <laughs> ones are a little more important. Um, so, yeah. So, that is the number. Like, our total monthly budget right now, I think, is like $4,500 or something like that. So, if that gives you an idea of what um, financial independence would look like for us. That's kind of like the number we need to hit. Um, although we're starting a new policy on you, that's an additional four hundred and fifty dollars a month. Yeah. But so more like five. Five thousand. Five. We yeah. get five grand of cash flow. We're good. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe fifty-five because okay. we'll have 55. to do our own yeah. insurance. Yeah. But um, sure. F- <laughs> fifty-five. Yeah. <laughs> Even fifty-five. Um, and so I also put in here we've had four defaults. Um, which means someone bought a property on us on contract and for one reason or another they stopped paying us we get the property back we get to sell it again and those defaults we have gotten uh, 36 a little over thirty six hundred dollars which is basically people donating their money to me um, <laughs> so that's a nice little bonus it is so and then I have our IBC accounts so we we technically have three and we're in the midst of creating our fourth and the way that is two the first two are on me because the most uh the most the way the best strategy to start is to do like the breadwinner and at the time i was making more money um than you so you always start i mean i would say like yeah head of the household kind of thing yeah is the first person to start not necessarily the man but um head of the household as far as income start with yourself and then you can branch out from there and a lot of times the suggestion is to max out yourself and then branch out to your wife and your kids and your other people you have financial interest in so we have two on me and then about a year after we started my policies maybe a year and a half uh, we started one on our daughter but that's technically it's under my control it's in my name but i'll transfer that over to her so i don't really count that um, and then we're getting ready to start one on Liz. Um, she's mm-hmm. just set up her physical exam, right? Yes, I did. Cool. Yeah. So this is numbers on our first policy. Started uh, May 23rd, 2017. So you can see that this is before we started our land business and actually uh, an important part of our land business because if we didn't have this, we wouldn't have access to our money. If we left it, If we left our money in IRAs and things like that, we wouldn't have had any money to start our business. So we took out our IRAs. We didn't get penalized very much. I think we just had to pay taxes on our gains because it was Roth IRA. So we had already paid our taxes on it up front. So, um, so we basically got out of the, uh, the uh, roulette wheel of the stock market at that point, mutual funds and things like that, took our money into our own control and started uh, creating our future with it. So, mm-hmm. Uh, so, so May 23rd, 2017. <laughs> um, so our, our total premium payment on that uh, first account was $400 a month. And the way that broke down is the base premium was $226.71. And then we had what's called a paid up additional rider. Uh, and that was $173.29. And the way that works, they're actually both premium. I am just 
really starting to get a firm grasp on this. So everything you put into your policy is either a premium or a loan repayment. That's the only thing you could put it. So the premium is actually the base premium and the paid up addition rider is additional premium. So, okay. And it doesn't work like maybe I would have thought at the beginning where it's like the premium keeps the policy going and the paid up rider goes into like creating your cash that you can use. Oh, because it, 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 that's totally what you've said. Yeah, I've probably said that. That's not right. But it's it kind oh of almost gosh. works that functionally. <laughs> it, it's, functionally, that's kind of okay. almost how it works. Um, the paid up additions rider is what gives you, depending on how it's set up. Okay. Um, so you'll have access to almost 100% of that paid up additions rider right away as um, the cash value but it doesn't it's not like two separate things it's just because you're paying additional premium what happens is it makes the total value of your policy go up so like so for instance the death benefit on this account right now is 210 dollars or 210,000 dollars 614 cents or 614.33 so when we pay an additional premium into there at, through a paid up additions rider it makes that number go up by a lot because it's got time to grow. And based on when they think I'm going to die, uh, it buys, it could, I could put a hundred dollars in there and it could be a thousand dollar more on our eventual, um, death benefit, something like that. So, and what the cash value of your account is, is I want to say this right. Cause I've heard it a lot on, um, the podcast I listened to, called uh, banking with life um your cash value is the net present value of the future net of the future death benefit so what that means is if you plot a graph with all the years on it and you plot how much your account is worth at the year i turn 121 years old it's going to be worth that two hundred ten thousand six hundred and fourteen dollars and thirty three cents and so to, from today until then, our account has to get closer and closer to that number, which is why it mm-hmm. grows regardless of how much money we're putting in there. It's contractually obligated to grow. So the longer I'm alive, the closer the, the cash value will be to that $210,000. Okay. So, but anything I can put in now has a lot more time to grow, which makes the eventual death benefit worth a whole lot more which means it's growing in the present day because it has to be closer to that number every day. Does that make sense? Kind of Oh my gosh. No, but it's okay. Don't, don't worry about me over here. So anyway, yeah, it's, it's, I don't describe it very well. I heavily, highly suggest if you're interested in IBC listening to the, uh, banking with life podcast, but so, um, so the total amount we've paid to date is $16,000 even. And so when we started it, we put in like $5,000 because you can put in a small chunk. You can't put in a whole lot. You can't take $400,000 and throw it in there right away. Like if you cash out all your IRAs or something like that, because you'll create a mech and which is, it turns your life insurance policy into a modified endowment contract. And basically what that means is you're going to pay tax. Um, don't want that. Don't want that. No. So, uh, in the 
years since we've had it, we've taken out seven loans. Uh, and I'll go through those real briefly. So keep in mind what I said, we've paid in a total of $16,000 ever from May 23rd, 2017 until now. We took out loans for 4,000, 4,000, 8,000, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, and $2,000, totaling $28,000. Now, of course, we didn't take all those loans out and not pay anything back in, because that would be stupid. Right. Um, so we have paid back uh, twenty, a little over $21,000 of those loans back. Wow. Um, yeah, so we're being what uh, Nelson Nash would call uh, honest bankers. Okay. So um, you never take out a loan without a plan to pay it back unless you're in basically retirement passive income years. Um, so... Uh, we've taken out $28,000 loans, which, uh, as I said, helped make our business possible. Not only did it help it grow faster, it we wouldn't have been able to do it. We wouldn't have been able to have a land business. Well, or it would look differently. It, it, yeah. would, it would look like either our quality of life would have shifted. Like we right. would have had to make other we sacrifices. We wouldn't be able to live where we live now. Yeah. Or it would have been possible. Yeah. It, I th if we really wanted True. it, it would have been possible. But yeah. yeah, we wouldn't be... We would have had to find a financial partner sooner or... Mm -hmm. Right. Um, we pro yeah, we wouldn't We wouldn't be in this apartment I mean, the other way. the other way we could have done it is we could have cashed out our IRAs and stuff like that. And we maybe we could have done a self-directed IRA. Um, but then we have to get permission uh, for the things we're buying. We have to keep track of it. You can't always get all of your money... Um, I think there are limits on how much you can take out. I think there are limits on um, what you can use it on. And you have to get permission. And uh, you might, it could have tax implications and things like that. Um, or we could have put it in our bank account. Yeah. Um, but we wouldn't be earning any money on it. Yeah. Um, any, any interest. And uh, in either of those other two scenarios, uh, when I die you're going to get what's left in there, not $210,000. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So we had, so we took out $28,000 in loan flat. We paid in $21,525.24. We still have $7,631.46 outstanding, uh, which means over that uh, three and a half year span, We've paid a total of $1,156 approximately of interest. Our cash value is uh, $7,500. The total cash value, if we were to pay our loans back, would be in the neighborhood of $15,000. So the question is, for that $4,000 loan, 4000 8000 2000 3000 5000 2000 was it worth $1,100 to have access to that money? Because that's what we're paying in interest. Uh, and keeping in mind that our the money that we're borrowing against is still in there growing at compounding 4%. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, were you asking me? Yeah, oh, I yeah was. Then yes, it was. Yes. Worth it. Yeah, because that allowed us to have a business. Period. Do more. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And make our money work harder for us. Right. I'm pretty sure one of those loans was uh, for us to go to a cruise 
in Alaska where we met some great friends. So, yeah. IBC number two. Uh, this one we started just four months after the first one because I was like, shit, we're not putting enough money in there. <laughs> so, <laughs> 9 15, 2017. So, this one we raised the total amount we were putting in there to $450. Uh, oh, $550, excuse me. So, that's if you're keeping track, that's a total of $950 a month in premiums we're paying right now. Um, not including my daughter's. And we're getting uh-huh. ready to set one up for you that's $450, but actually allows us to put up to like $1,200 a month or something like that in there. If, if, well, when we have cash windfalls and stuff like that. So, um, so the second account, total paid, it has just this month surpassed the other account and how much we've put in there because it's $550 as compared to um, $400. So we've paid a total premiums of $16,200. So the other one was sixteen thousand. This is sixteen thousand two hundred dollars. So we paid a little over thirty-two thousand dollars total. Uh, we also took seven loans from this one, and those were for. Let's see, uh, five thousand, sixty-five hundred, four thousand, twenty-five hundred, five thousand, five thousand, four thousand. And that is in less than three years. We took those loans. And that was for a total of $32,000. So we've taken a total of $60,000 worth of loans out of our two accounts that we've paid wow. $32,000 into. Um, but as I said, of course, we're paying ourselves back along the way. Yes. So um, of that $32,000, we've paid back just under $20,000. Um, so we still have uh, $13,000 remaining because remember, there is interest. Um, and over those three years of all that money we've borrowed and paid back, we have paid a total of $823.98 in interest. And that is for access to our own money, again, to build cash flow to become financially independent. So was that worth it? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I mean, you don't have to convince me. It's our listeners. I know. People who don't listen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, we've taken... $60,000 $60,000 worth of loans from our two policies that we've paid $32,000 into. And that has allowed us to build a cash flow, a monthly cash flow for ourselves of over $3,000 so far. And uh, basically, we didn't start building our cash flow really until right when this podcast started, which is like January of 2018. Um, so we've been chronicling it all along the way. Uh, oh, okay. And then this one also has, so it still has a cash value of uh, $6,500. If we paid off our loans, we'd have about $20,000 in there, um, which would give us access to, I think we'd have access to about $35,000 of the $32,000 that we've paid in. So, which okay. means we've reached the point I believe, unless unless there's a whole Ooh. shitload of interest on there that, I mean, some of it's going to be interest. So those numbers aren't going to be exact because the loan I own, if I pay back my loan, it's not a one-to-one reflection in my account. So um, there is going to be interest on there too. So maybe it's 33000 but we've reached the point where we're going to have access to more money than we've ever put in there. So um, Whoa. in three years. Yeah. So, which means 
if we had all of our loans paid off, yeah, we'd now have access to more money than we've ever paid to borrow. Now, keep in mind that if you borrow, if you take out in the way of, no, it's not for loans. No, it's not loans. If I were to take out the actual money, which is not smart, you should, I mean, at <laughs> least where we are right now, it's not smart for us to take out, to actually take out the money. Um, it's smart for us to take loans against it. Yes. So if I were actually taking out the money, um, I'd have to be careful because once I started taking out more money than I've ever put in, then I'd have to pay taxes on it. Oh, no. <laughs> like, that's worst case scenario. I take out more than I put in, and then I don't get all of it back. Um, still, I don't want to pay taxes. So I can take mm -hmm. loans out for all of it, and I don't have to pay shit because I'm not actually taking it out. Yeah. So... So we'll now, yeah, if, if we sell it's like, so wonderful, I know. Yeah. So if we were to sell like, I don't know, three pieces of property for cash and pay off all of our loans, we would now have access to more money than we've ever paid in. Um, so yeah, here are the raw numbers then for both combined and keeping in mind that this isn't including my daughter's policy and the one that we're getting ready to set up for you. Cause there's no money in there yet, but Total premium paid $32,200. Loans we've taken out $60,000. Uh, loans we've repaid $41,380.24. Remaining loans $20,644. So total interest paid by my calculations, which is not an exact science, is just under $2,000, $19,80.68. Our cash value that we have access to currently right now is $14,029.14. I put potential cash value as if, if we paid off our loans, if that amount went 100% into our cash value, which it wouldn't. So this is slightly off from what it really would be, would be $34,629.58. And so, as I said, more than we've ever paid. Um, and then, oh, you know what? It's not more than we have ever paid. I've made a mistake. Oh, I forgot. No. I forgot that we put initial chunks of money in there, in, in both of them. So, you I lied. I lied to everybody. Oh, We're not at the. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was a little confused too because. Uh, so, there reaches a point where your, um, your accounts grow faster than what you're putting in there and then farther down the road you reach the point where the cash on cash which means you have access to more money than you've ever put in there and that i my understanding was it usually takes seven to ten years to get there so i was surprised that we were there so quickly oh, which makes more sense that we're not yeah i forgot because we we uploaded we up front loaded these guys with some cash each one probably about five thousand dollars so disregard all that fluffy talk earlier <laughs> <laughs> but at least i'm being honest oh, yeah 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 i'm not trying to make it seem like it's more than it no is but we, here. Will, we will get to that point though yeah so we're not there yet so yeah we both yeah so we're we're, we're maybe like within eight thousand dollars of that so i don't know how soon that'll happen um so yeah honestly we might not be at the cash on cash because that's why it didn't make sense to me like i feel like 
when we pay our premiums, our accounts don't go up by the amount of our premiums yet. So it didn't make okay. sense to me how we could be there. So gotcha. Um, no, that's okay. Yeah, we will get there though. These take these things take time. Um, and then yeah, so our total death benefit. So this is like just the icing on the cake. Is you know if I drop dead, uh, Liz is gonna get five hundred two thousand dollars seven five hundred two seven five hundred two thousand. Seven hundred two dollars <laughs> and thirteen cents. <laughs> so okay. that's just right. Just for icing yeah. on the cake. Yeah, if you just had bank accounts or IRAs or whatever. Right. Yeah. So you're, that wouldn't be the, like that. Exactly. That's yeah. Exactly. And that's why it's called a death benefit. Exactly. So basically, we've created a bank where we get to capture all of our own in- interest for the most part. Not all of it. Most of our own interest that we pay, that we take loans on. Um. We've got the best place to store our pool of wealth to help our business grow, to finance all the things in our life like cars, weddings, whatever, uh, trips. Yeah. And uh, oh, also weddings. because it like, happens to be a uh, wedding, like Ziri's wedding. I know, but it's uh, like weddings, like her <laughs> her future three weddings, our other her, weddings, our other weddings. <laughs> <laughs> but so we've got a place to keep our cash where it's going to keep growing. Uh, where we're quote unquote forced to save and uh, finance all the things in our life. And then the bonus is it happens to be in a place where if I die, we get a bunch of cash. Yeah. Or you get a bunch of cash. Right, right, right. (laughs) Yeah. But my policies will work the same for you. So true. Yeah. True. The sooner we die, the sooner we'll be rich. (laughs) Morbid. (laughs) No, that's a joke. Yeah. I don't ever want to die. (laughs) <laughs> you just don't ever want me to have any of that money that's right i want to hoard it <laughs> like a good capitalist uh, but so yeah that's yeah. that's our financial wow. story now we can start keeping track of your financial story too because now it's a part of the puzzle it is so i mean you've probably brought in three or four hundred dollars so far something like that yeah, yeah. Give so, take. yeah, I mean, not you're, a lot. You're basically, like where we were with our business, we when right. we started. So, right. yeah, yeah. We can dedicate some time to your Arbon, especially after it starts taking off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which sounds like this is your best month. So good time Could to be. start. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Might have been like when we started this podcast. Might have been our best month at that time in the land business. Yeah, probably because it was like it must have been because we went to 10x in February. Anyway, I thought we started this podcast in February, but we had to have started it earlier. Must have been January or something. Anyway. Yeah, it was earlier because... Because we were talking about We were talking about it in the podcast and we right. had been recording at least a little bit. Like, yeah. it's not like our very first podcast episodes were 10x. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So, anyway. So, that's, that's the numbers portion of where we are with everything. And uh, I thought it... I mean, to me discussing ibc is equally as important as the land business because without one there wouldn't be the other so right for um, us right not all land people do ibc no hardly well i mean russ morgan joey murray and mark podolsky i think (laughs) well now yeah i mean there's probably a few other people yeah maybe well i don't want to take the credit but i know I mean, I did introduce Russ Morgan to the land business, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I might not have been the first yeah. person to talk to 
to mark about IBC, but yeah, I might have. I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm just a, I'm just a giver. Yeah, all the time. You know, I mean, yeah. if people, you know, these rich people see my genius and where I'm putting my money and hop on the bandwagon, that's just more power to them. And you know, they <laughs> smart people. They what are. can I say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's me tooting my own horn right there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so anyway yeah no i think um i think this is an important part of the equation especially for anybody who wants to try to follow a blueprint similar to ours so i hope that helps yeah anything is else it, you want to add um i guess just keep being open-minded about opportunities and learning and different ways to do stuff with your money because right. like that's just been how we've been able to do this because we just didn't do the normal work for an employer, Mm. put money in a 401k IRA. And not to say that that's not like a bad thing. If you do that, I mean, well, if you're doing that, that's a bad thing for my opinion. Well, but like (laughs) better than other things you could do, I guess. Well, I just don't, I'm not going to shame anybody for it. I'm not going to, I mean, that's what 95% of people do. But, um, yeah, and don't be afraid of, like, being different and doing the work. True that. That's all. (laughs) True that. No, um, yeah, yeah. and we're not there yet either. This isn't us bragging. This is just us telling you how we're doing and. Yeah, it's just sharing time. Right. Um, so, and, you know, obviously we've been a little sporadic with our episodes. We're going to try to keep cranking them out there for you. Um, cause it's important for us too to chronicle this. I mean, it'd be cool to go back and look on when we're, you know, taking a two month vacation in Venice or whatever. Um, cause we're financially free. Get right, it. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. But I get it. no, it's, uh, we've had a lot of people share with us and help us with no anything respected in uh, expected in return. And so we're trying to, uh, pay back a little bit the way we can by offering some free content that might help you one way or another. So um, if you have questions, email us and, you know, we'll do our, well, we'll answer it because we don't get very many emails. So right, yeah. um, reach out. Yeah. Let us know. And we'll, like I said, we'll try to, we'll try to keep regular on the weekly Monday podcast. So, um, Most likely, we'll talk to you next Monday. Yeah. Peace out. Later. Thanks for listening to When Can I Quit My Job? Please remember to support the show by visiting whencanIquitmyjobshow.com and clicking the Patreon and Amazon links. Also, subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tell your friends about us. Liz and Noah are not financial or legal advisors, and all information given on this podcast should be consumed for entertainment purposes only.